Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 7. No rough stuff type deal. I actually said that correctly and everything <laughs> uh, without messing that up. Uh, it's the season finale already. It's been a very... I don't know how you feel, but it's been a very quick seven weeks for me. Um, yes. But uh, what do you think of the season finale episode? Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... It had some great stuff between uh, you know, your, our main leads. You got more of Tuco in there and you got to see a bit more of that. Um, there was there was a nice layer of comedy going through it between Jesse and Walt. Um, you know, and I, I love seeing those guy, guys together. Did you got a little bit of Hank in there. You got some resolution to the Marie storyline as well. Um, or you got sort of, you know, a, a, that moving forward a little bit. And I mean, I know we've talked about Marie's use in this show before, but, um, you know, we, we get a little bit more of that. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought it had, it had a lot in there and you got to see Walt, using his um hat, his yeah. chemical yes the, you got the hat in there you got the first uh, arrival of the blue meth um you know I, it's one of those things where all the elements are there i still don't think he's kind of full-blown heisenberg at this point but you no, know all no, the elements so. are there all the elements are there you know the hat the glasses the the blue meth you know, in in terms of the look and what we know him for, that's in there. But you know, the 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 I think the the scene at the end of the episode shows you that he's not quite, you know, there yet. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I I'd agree in a way because you can still see, like when uh, Tuco attacks his own man, um, mm. for what for what he said and that you can still see the nervousness coming from Heisenberg and they haven't knocked that out of him yet kind of thing yeah they haven't taken that part away from him yet the uh full confident heisenberg version isn't there yet uh so i don't think he's broken bad yet we'll probably see that maybe at some point in season two i can't quite fully remember i mean a lot of, a lot of people pick different moments and points as yeah. to when they think Walt broke bad and we'll, we'll probably come across it uh in the podcast when, when we continue to do the show and stuff uh so yeah. we'll probably get there but uh, i thought this episode's brilliant as well um it's funny that I, that we both really enjoyed the episode because it does have Breaking Bad's biggest mistake, which is not the character of Marie, but what she does, which does actually have more of a point um, in this episode, just just because of what Skylar and Walt talk about. Which, yeah, oddly enough, that that scene involves what Marie did, which did actually involve you know the, the White family with the tiara and stuff. But Marie's not there which is interesting but then mm. it kind of leads to because you know Walt obviously says at that point like okay what would you do if it was me and yeah. she gives a response and stuff that's kind of the only part of the Marie story that matters again like I said there's no problem yeah. with the with the character or definitely not the actress or anything like that it's just this whole her stealing like jewelry stuff it just doesn't really add up to too much other than this this one little kind of moment which is worth it in the end i suppose uh, i do think there's one i think there's at least one other scene with marie stealing stuff is what i remember um there's, there's the, one... the, it, it certainly comes back up again i think it at does some point. Yeah. yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see it again and uh we'll see how that kind of plays out but yeah seeing Tuco again and them starting to actually deal drugs that they're they're cooking and stuff and dealing with the blue meth and uh seeing like more of Tuco and 
a little bit more of a grounded version of Tuco. He see, he does seem. I mean, he's completely nuts and all that, but he is more. That, yeah, he has more of a cleaner dealing, conversation, I suppose. Y- yeah, this time. because he he's dealing with you know Heisenberg and not dealing with this little punk kid Jesse. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, he has a certain. I mean, the, you know, Heisenberg shows up and like he's threatening. He's he's clearly seems to come across as quite crazy in that first meeting, obviously, because he tries to blow up the room. So. You know, I the the I think there is a certain amount of respect there. Mm. That's that's yeah. why you know he's he's he comes across Heisenberg comes across as somebody who's operating potentially operating more on Tuco's level. So mm. you know, yeah, uh, still finding Hank to be very likable and entertaining. And oh interesting yeah, early on he's he's just continues to be brilliant. Um, I don't remember particularly hating Hank at any point. I just don't remember liking him as much as I am at the moment, but may- maybe there'll be a tipping point that I've slightly forgotten about or something, or, yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to it if, if I feel like that changes, but he's just this opposite to Walt, and it's just very interesting to see the two of them talk about just, well, most things, really, and, you know, that the alpha sort of brotherly ego that they've both got, or that Hank clearly has more over Walt, and Walt is still very, you know, his his nervous self around him, but mm. it's just this just interesting conversation that happens about, like, uh, legalising different drugs and bringing up meth, and obviously Hank has no idea what Walt's doing and, and things like that. Um that was really, really good. Um, yeah, so o- overall, just a, a brilliant season finale. And, um, yeah, I mean, I- I'd say I can't wait to see where this goes, but we already know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I can't, it's I can't wait to... exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to, see, to, to you know, continue going through this journey and things like that. Like we've kind of said, we remember, the, we remember the really big story beats, but not some of the little moments and things like that. So... Because uh, yeah. for me personally, I didn't remember that Hank was this kind of likable early on. Uh, how are you kind of feeling about him? About Hank? Uh, about Hank? Yeah, um, yeah I I find uh, Hank a really entertaining character to watch, just because you know he's. I, I think it's this juxtaposition of him acting like this, the, yeah, this big kind of, you know, the, the, he's got this ego and and he's he's. You know, sees Walter as, as this, you know, beta male compared to his sort of alpha male sort ofness. You know, there's there's that, and as we get through it, you know, you know Walter's kind of you know getting away with so much right under his nose, mm. and I, there's there's just you know he's kind of puffs his chest out, you know, and he's got you know Hanks this this got this big attitude to him, yeah. And and that sort of downfall that we get in the later seasons, where the realization actually comes that hang on, Walter's Heisenberg, you know, because eventually, obviously, we know he's going to get found out. Um, when that realization comes, it just makes that that downfall so much better. And Dean Norris plays it so well, you yeah. know, it, it's yeah. just it's a great part, really good. Yep. So uh, good stuff for the season finale uh let's get into the notes and the recap here hey guys what's up this is donnie and i host the adulting with donnie podcast and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult i started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that i have throughout the week my topics vary widely every week movies i've seen guns and gun control 
sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, at a high school PTA meeting, Walt uh, fondles Skyler beneath the conference room table as like there's loads of people in the room and they're talking about what's happened with um, Hugo, the uh, the janitor of the school, and what's kind of going on there. And there's like a big meeting and stuff. Um, so he starts uh, arousing Skyler as we see, <laughs> and then we cut to cut to in the parking lot. Um, the two of them have sex in the back of Walt's car. You knew straight away who it was when you saw the bouncing car. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Walt is. Uh, beginning to get off on the danger of his situation and you can really see that as well um like from the from what he's doing to Skylar in that room and like the look on his face so there's a lot of interesting just uh kind of face acting going on from uh brian cranston yes. here as well or from from both of them as well uh, i believe it's anna gunn is it uh for yes. Skylar? yeah but from, from both of them uh not just with their body acting and voice acting but also what they're doing you know uh emotion wise and stuff um and you can also see it in the car as well uh, when we cut to the actual inside of the car and stuff, and uh, just uh, a little bit of a change in Walt's attitude, and uh, she kind of mentions, obviously mentions it later when they go to see the the doctor again about the cancer update, and uh, she's talking about like how how confident he is and stuff. So very very interesting. Uh, but that's your opening, your cold open. Um, we cut from where, where the, they are in the car, and then you get the uh, title intro sequence. Yes. Uh, but what do you think of uh, Walt starting to change here a little bit? Yeah, I I was this this intro sort of thing is it sort of seems so out of character, and then you 
start to which i mean of course it is really for walt and as you go through it you start to then realize that he's he's getting off on you know the 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 danger of it and that's something that comes up as we get kind of more into the show you know waltz it, it becomes more apparent yeah there's this little crack whereas he's he's telling himself in his head he's doing this for his family to make money this is really the first time we see that he it's not just that he's in this episode as you go through it the more and more you're starting to see that he's doing this for himself you know yeah. he's doing this because he's actually enjoying it he's enjoying the danger of it he feels like it's something that gives him control i think which comes back to what we were talking about in the you know few weeks ago yeah um and it's yeah he's but he's actually getting off on it he's actually getting off on the on the the danger of the like, situation you know and, yeah. the, <laughs> and the fact that he's sort of you know potentially going to become this this badass criminal you know he's th- that's something that's quite attractive to attractive to him and you know that that in itself informs where the rest of the show goes because it becomes less and less about him making money for the family which is of course was the original idea and him just enjoying being the drug lord you know yeah one one interesting point here as well is because he's obviously you know um fondling her or whatever underneath the table Mm. and uh you know you can kind of see them both like in the moment and stuff and as soon as the i think it's the is it the um the head head, head of the school yeah the head of the school and stuff and she cuts over to Walt and says, like, oh, so what did they take? And it clicks Walt and Skylar both out at that moment. And you kind of go for at least a few moments. Obviously, they're both kind of surprised as well. That's another element mm. there. But you can kind of see, like, it clicks Walt sort of back to that nervous state. Because although he's surprised and thinking, yeah. like, okay, what's going on? What have I got to say? And my notes are here and whatever. He is sort of scrambling a little bit to, like, refocus himself. But you yeah. do sort of see... That instant change as well, because you see the confidence of when he's like messing about with Skylar or whatever, and then as soon as, just as soon as she says Walt, and you know you see the surprise on on both their faces, obviously, but Walt's the one that's got to do the talking here, yeah. um, and you can you can just kind of see this immediate cut back to him kind of losing his uh, gaining some nerves and stuff and sort of scrambling to to, to focus himself uh and then you kind of cut back again when they're in the car to the more the like the more confident version so i thought that's uh interesting so early on in this show because i mean we're only still in the first season they are playing around with that quite a lot and i mean it is sort of this you know character development thing of getting him to move from walk to heisenberg but still in certain situations having the more nervous walt personality so we're mm. we're starting to see a good mixture of those, and not to where like the character's frantically not sure of what he is. He knows what he wants to to kind of go for. It's just the, the certain situations that he's in kind of changes the way uh, he acts and things like that. So mm. I found that quite interesting as well. Uh, Jesse, who is now living in the RV, puts his house on the market because he is too traumatized by the deaths of Crazy and Emilio to continue living there. Walt tells him about the deal with Tuco, but. Uh, Jesse says producing two pounds of meth a week is impossible. His, uh, quote, Smurfs people who supply him uh, the something drug needed to cook the meth uh, can only supply so much per week. So they need need more than what more than what they can get access to, which we see also play out 
uh, later in the episode with the barrel and stuff like that. Um, I really like Jesse's uh, again because you've got the, the the confident version of of Walt mm. coming out here, and he's saying like, "Hey, I, I did this deal. Here's the money. You're welcome. We're working with this guy now. We're seeing him next week or this week or whatever." Like, get ready, Jesse. We're, we're doing this, but we're dealing with Tuco. And Jesse sort of got this attitude of like, wait, what? You 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 did this thing, and like, you create? Are you crazy? You made a deal with Tuco, and like, he's completely shocked and stuff. Um, and I I, I really really like it because we had initially with um, uh, you know when when they're talking by the RV in last week's episode, yeah. and Jesse's telling him about like how much of a threat Tuco is, and he's the new like mob boss, and well not mob boss, he's the new head of everything that's going on and whatever because Crazy Eight and Amelia were gone. Um, and then you just see, well, I mean, you two see two examples of the confident Walt. One is, you know, last week when he actually went to see uh, Tuco, and in this version where he's telling Jesse about the results of everything, um, it's uh, really cool to see with, yeah, just, just Jesse's surprise and, like, Walt, again, like we've said, with him wanting to take control and be the alpha male, uh, feeds into that as well because he's, you know, literally telling Jesse, I did this, I was, like, well, it doesn't say, obviously. I, I was the one in control. I was the alpha male. I got this done. Here's the money. You know, that sort of thing. So uh, what do yeah. you think of this uh, RV scene between the two of them? Uh, yeah, I love this scene because it shows, um, yeah, like you say, it shows the confident Walton, the fact that, you know, hey, you know, you got beat up when you went went to see him. But, you know, I went in. I made a deal. You know, and we're businessmen. We can do this. You know, he's he's somebody that we can work with he's the supplier you know he's the way that we make lots of money and he's sort of pushing this on on jesse and jesse's like well we're hang on a minute we need the pseudo to be able to make it and you know there's only so much pseudo you can get by the method of what they call smurfing which is sending people into various stores to buy the drugs that they can then extract the uh i'm going to try saying it is pseudo enfendrine i think is the the ingredient <laughs> something like that but uh, yeah. yeah but the, yeah which is in cold products and stuff you know cold cures and things and uh they obviously if you go in and buy a massive quantity of that people get suspicious so they mm. they do something called smurfing which is you get a big group of people together and send them to lots of different stores to buy small quantities of it which obviously has a limited amount that you can buy in what at one time because you can and you can't have somebody going in and buying the same you know cold cures week after week from the same store so you know there's only so much you can get that way um so that creates a bottleneck in the process yeah and you know jesse's obviously pissed at walt for this because of the fact that it's like well yeah but if you talk to me about you made this deal you'd understand that that wasn't possible so it's um yeah i i just i like this because it shows uh not only the more confident walt but also that the more confident walt isn't perfect and can screw up and jesse it shows jesse in light of i mean obviously he's worried about dealing with tuco because tuco beat the crap out of him but also the fact that jesse knows his stuff and he knows more about you know the supply side of things so it sort of cements the idea that the two of them to make this work you have to have the two of them working together i mean i do find it incredible that at one point Jesse was not going to be a yeah was going to be a character that they killed off in the first season of this after a few episodes. 
Mm. Yeah. And you know, yeah. when they originally were planning this, and Vince Gunnigan changed his mind, partly because of Aaron Paul and how well he played the character, they actually ended up you know rewriting it, and he becomes this partner for him for Walt throughout the entire thing. But I can't see how it could work any other way. Mm. You know, it, you, you you need that. You need the they bounce off each other, and you so well and they work together so well you need both sides of it mm. it does make you wonder about okay if they did kill off jesse afterwards and uh you know obviously they they would have still had to have dealt with uh tuco uh in the second season um providing mm. that didn't change as well uh what would that what would that have looked like i wonder was the plan for Tuco to kill Jesse here, possibly, or maybe, maybe. in a different place or, or something? Because it would have been the last chance to kill him off. What would have been uh, the, the the ending scene of the episode when they're in the junkyard yeah. and whatnot? So um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's a great scene between the two of them. So Walt and Jesse meet Tuco and his men at a junkyard. This is the first meeting that they have, uh, where they hand him approximately half a pound of meth, and. Although you see the bag very little, it really looks like they're not handling it much at all. Yeah. Um, then if you kind of, it looks like just a really small bag of just nothing. Uh, Tuco is furious that Walt's end of the bargain was not kept and pays him only seventeen thousand. Uh, he gives Walt another chance next week, but Walt says he still wants the seventy thousand. Walt being just very brave here. Uh, yeah. Tuco promised up front, uh, despite not having the goods. Uh, Tuco agrees to fifty-two and a half thousand, uh, which adds up to sixty-two, just over sorry, just over sixty-five and a half thousand. Uh, but threatens dire consequences if next week's quota is not met. Uh, to make up for it, Walt promises to have four pounds of meth at the end of the week, uh, and then Jesse's just. Uh, baffled throughout this whole thing yeah yeah he's like well, what the hell are you doing you're 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 demanding more money from this guy again because you also did that mm. i'm going to assume yesterday or whenever it was when he first met tuco uh yesterday or last week what their previous meeting when he already demanded more money he's doing that again and then he's you know over promising on uh well it turns out they're able to do it but over promising at the moment of like we're going to get you even more next time and jesse's just Again, so both worried, confused, and shocked, I think, um, yeah. at, at just the whole situation. And you can just see Walt just sort of taking charge here, bringing out more of the Heisenberg sort of personality. And, yeah, um, it is a little bit surprising that Tuco kind of goes with this. But I think that there is a certain trust already established that, like, okay, this guy is going to do this thing. And I think if, if he goes to this third meeting with Tuco and brings like let's say he brings three pounds of meth instead of four or something then there would have been an even more bigger bigger problem I think but uh yeah Heisenberg I'm gonna say Heisenberg for this scene being uh very very brave uh I think this is this is the scene where he puts the hat on as well isn't it yes um, for their meeting so uh, you see that for the first time uh there's not really any sort of big deal made about that uh he just sort of puts it on and Jesse doesn't really say much but uh yeah, what do you make of uh, Heisenberg's bravery? I, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And the things that must have been going through Jesse's head when yeah. he goes, actually, I want all the money. And you like, you know, Jesse just must have been spinning at that point of like, what are you doing? You know, um, but uh, what I what I particularly love about this scene is actually the bickering before Tuco shows up between Walt and Jesse of like, why are we meeting in a junkyard? This is like yeah. somebody who's yeah. seen drug deals on TV idea of where you meet for a drug deal and 
you know, well, where do you usually do drug deals? I don't know, the mall, you know, lots of people around. You go and get coffee, you know, they're having this discussion about. And that's sort of what I, I, you know, I really love that because, and then when Tuco shows up, the first thing he says is, what are we doing meeting out here with the mall shut or something? You know, I, that again, because it's sort of the, the sideward glance that Jesse gives Walt at that point is so beautiful. The, the, just the comedy bits in that scene are, are just superb. Um, and again, it shows that Jesse knows way more about this sort of stuff than Walt does, despite Walt acting, you know, trying to act like the kind of big man. He's, it, you've got this this really interesting kind of thing what's also interesting here is jesse has obviously learned to keep his mouth shut as well mm. because he doesn't step in when walt says i oh, will take you know i want the 70 grand and jesse just doesn't say anything i think you you know obviously he's panicking a bit but he's like you know not going to say anything that might set tuco off so he just keeps keeps his mouth shut and then talks to walt about it afterwards mm. but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see what do this and you kind of hope that he'd formulated the plan for how they were going to manage this beforehand. Um, cause at that point, as far as we, as the audience knew, they still had this bottleneck with the pseudo that, you know, they wouldn't be able to, to do it, uh, you know, unless they could get more pseudo. So, you would assume that he had some sort of plan for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. The banter between the two of them um, is uh, is great before they meet, before they actually meet Tuco there and uh, describing what he used to do with his drug deals and things was, uh, was really quite interesting. So, yeah, yeah that was a good scene as well. Uh, at Skylar's baby shower, Marie presents her with an expensive white gold baby's uh, tiara. This seems to irritate Hank. In the yard, Walt and Hank have a philosophical conversation about the dividing line between legal and illegal behaviour and drugs, what isn't legal and whatnot. It absolutely cracked me up when, uh, I think the camera, because they're, they're like filming bits and pieces and stuff for uh, for Holly to see later. Uh, Holly, the, the baby that's going to be born, obviously. Mm. Um, and you cut over to Hank. And just just the way he says to Walt, like, well, come on, have you got anything stronger than this? The facial expression, the way he says it, the way he <laughs> turns around to Walt, just the fact that it, that's such a Hank thing to say. I, uh, I, I, I'd, again, that was another little line or a little moment that I hadn't quite remembered, but I, I thought that was brilliant. It was just, yeah. it was so funny. Um, so a lot of cool stuff going on here. Um, you've got of these two videos from uh, one that Walt's records, which I think was really, really nice actually, just saying like you're loved by your family. He's proud yeah. of her and all. Yeah, really, really nice stuff. And uh, I think there's one particular thing he says at the start and everybody kind of R's at him or whatever, yeah. uh, which is really nice. But yeah, you know, Walt still very much got his humanity intact and the, the loving father part of him still intact and stuff. And uh, I thought that was a really, really good uh, little piece of the scene as well. So, mm. um, yeah, what do you make of uh, this, this baby shower thing? We'll talk about the Walt yeah. Hank thing in a minute, but what do you think of the uh, baby shower? Um, the baby shower thing. I mean, I, I I'd be I'd be so irritated if somebody bought a you know if it was a baby shower and somebody bought a baby a gold baby tiara of all things. I mean, what a horrific waste. I mean, we know she stole it now, but I mean, what a yeah, horrific yeah. waste of money that is. Um, of all the just awful things you could buy. 
Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with Hank being irritated by that. I mean, Hank's obviously irritated because he thinks she's just blown a load of money on it. But I mean, the, the, the fact that even those things exist annoys me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So because yeah, mm. it, it's such an often really not needed, utter like, waste of money. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's kind of that. Um, yeah, but the, the the more interesting thing, I agree with you. You know, the the, the sort of look from hank and the the video pieces that they were recording uh, you know all that was great um I, the, the interesting thing was the conversation i think between you know when walt and hank are having this conversation this philosophical conversation about sort of drugs which is of course is even funnier now because half the states in the u.s you know they start off talking about like the legalization of weed and hank makes a joke about you know when willie nelson becomes president who's you know I'm sure most of you know who willie nelson is but a you know, very famous parts making musician um and but but it's sort of even funnier hearing that now when half the states actually have legalized weed, you know. Um, so you've sort of got that and it sort of shows that Hank's kind of in the wrong at that point. Uh, and then they talk about prohibition as well um, and how, well, well, slightly off with that because technically drinking wasn't illegal, but supplying alcohol was. So... They wouldn't have been arrested for drinking, but they would have been arrested if they were in a speakeasy buying and supplying okay. you know, alcohol. So, yeah, you know, there's, hmm. uh, there's he was he was slightly off with that. But the point still stands that, yeah, you know, one year, one year, it would have been illegal to you know, be involved in the alcohol trade. And the year afterwards, it wouldn't have been, you know, mm-hmm. um, what well, what's interesting as well. Um, I think it's Hank that says methamphetamine at some point. And uh, was it Walt's sort of response of like, yeah, maybe we'll we'll sort we'll see sort of thing as they're both kind of casually mm-hmm. smoking these uh big cigars and stuff. And yeah, I mean it, it's one of the moments where we as the audience know what's going on, but Hank doesn't. Walt does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just just his look of like, yeah, maybe one day, like I'm cooking some of that. <laughs> you know, uh, I thought that was uh, really good as well. So again, just the two of them bouncing off really well each other, off each other. Uh, Dean Norris, Brian Cranston, always doing a good job. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, that night, Walt tells Skylar that he is planning to spend a weekend at a holistic uh, medical clinic after she expressed desire for alternative therapy because they were looking at it on the, the laptop night before. Uh, in reality, Walt is cooking meth with Jesse, which we, we know is the case. <laughs> yes. uh, so the, the lies are kind of continuing. Um, obvious reasons as to why he can't tell his family yet. So uh, that was just a little kind of scene. But... Uh, yeah, this uh, may or may not come back to bite uh, Walt at some point, but um, yeah, just interesting to see him him kind of do that and uh, them them to look into stuff and him kind of. I mean, he's going to have to continue finding reasons as to because this this meth business isn't like a quick thing. He has to you know cook it and then that takes a long time and arrange the deal and do the deal and then sort the money out and everything. So it's not something you can just go and quickly do it seems like it does take an awful long time um yes. and walt continues to need reasons to well be a, be away from the house really yeah and uh i mean you know we we heard him made the excuse was it last week when they were talking the, about about oh i go out for walks and stuff yeah. um so you know but like you say if it's longer periods like they need to go and cook for a long period there's only so long you can get away with saying oh i went for a walk yeah, so you can't you know. do that for like a month <laughs> 
no, no, and, and it's I'll difficult to another sort of walk and another one yeah. and another one, yeah. And, and then going out and and staying out overnight and that sort of thing, you know. Uh, so the holistic stuff actually potentially could be quite useful moving forward. I can't bother uses that excuse again or not, but uh, yeah, it's potentially quite useful. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that. Uh, Skyler goes to return the tiara and is detained in the store. It turns out that Marie stole it. Surprise, surprise. But Skylar matches her description. She pretends to go into labour, persuading them to let her go. Skylar later confronts Marie about the theft, but she calmly, quite calmly actually, denies it. Um, And then, yeah, we get the scene a bit later with um, uh, Walt asking about, like, what if it was me? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Which which is the main thing that this really leads into. Uh, But... Like, like like I've kind of said a few times, there's not the problem with the character of Marie directly. When she's having, like, you know, conversations with, with Hank or when they're doing the, the, the pillow talk thing, not pillow talk, the, uh, you know, talking pillow thing a few episodes yes. ago, she fits well into that stuff. Like, I've got no problem with her there. There's just always been, I think, yeah, because I look at, you know, Breaking Bad and it doesn't have many problems. And this isn't, like, a massive, massive problem. It doesn't get in the way of, like, the main plot and things like that like jesse and walt's drug deals and and everything else but it just it doesn't add up to very much other than this mm. small other than this little conversation later between uh walt and uh and skylar which yeah. is interesting which is an interesting because it's you know the main character and uh and his wife so that's uh, kind of mm. important but it it just doesn't do much else really um i mean the other think? thing it, the other thing it sort of points out is you know, it, it also comes back to Hank as it, it chips away at Hank slightly in in that, you know, he's this big DEA agent. He's a big law enforcement guy. You know, he's chasing down bad guys. But it turns out right under his nose, his brother-in-law is cooking meth and his wife is a thief. Mm. So it, it does also have that effect as well moving forward. You know, there is a certain amount of Hank not it, it chipping away at Hank's character of him not being as brilliant as he thinks he is. Um, so there is also that as well. And I, I I don't know whether, you know, maybe him not realizing that maybe feeds into some of the sort of maybe him him thinking about walt in a different light because he hadn't seen it with marie possibly i mean i i don't know there there are things that sort of maybe it does underlying but as as a main plot point it it doesn't work as well as some of the other bits of the show that's i'm sort of with you there and and that being the one slight oddity of of this it's not that it's bad and she's a great actress and i i just think that the this bit of the plot is a little bit off yeah um and yeah and it does stop eventually yeah Um, and it does stop eventually they sort of give up with it eventually but i yeah i don't think it it quite works as well as it could do but um yeah it sort of feels like it was a little crowbarred in in places just to give marie something to do you know and make her more interesting um but it doesn't uh, add up to a whole amount other than adding a bit more texture to the other characters you know so uh, but Walt has a plan to continue um, uh, manufacture the meth using different uh, precursors. Precursors, that's the word, uh, and gives Jesse a list of chemicals. Again, yeah, yeah, bit of deja vu. <laughs> giving Jesse a list of things to get. Uh, Jesse lists yeah. chemicals and equipment to acquire with the cash fronted by Tuco. 
Uh, Jesse almost gets almost everything uh, Walt requested except uh, methylamine, uh, which is kept tightly controlled. Jesse knows of a chemical warehouse where there are men willing to steal and sell the methylamine for uh, $10,000. Walt decides they will steal the methylamine themselves by using aluminium power powder in uh, etch... Etch-a-sketches. sketches uh, to make thermite. Uh, at night, Walt and Jesse trespass into the warehouse, uh, subdue a guard by locking him in a portable toilet, and place the thermite on a locked door, which melts the metal when lit. Uh, the two then steal this 40-gallon drum of methylamine and escape. So it's a big piece there. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of cool stuff. I mean, you know, this is Jesse figuring out uh, something else and an alternate method... To, it's interesting really because you see obviously before in earlier in the season when uh, you think about the box and how he messed up there and that created a big mess and whatnot. Um, but then you can also think about like okay he's got this this sort of second list that Walt's given him and it is different stuff and he's kind of come up with like okay I can't go and get this you know massive amount of, of, of stuff you know for the uh, methylamine thing I can't really go and get it because of you know the different reasons and that but then thinks of an alternative and kind of gives that to Walt rather than just saying like no this didn't work yeah so it it's a it's almost a progressed sort of scene from Jesse in a way because it's not him just saying like oh no I won't just do this I'll do this my way because that's what he did with the box and we saw how that resulted he thought he could just do it in the bath and it was fine um but we see him kind of say about this warehouse and like how they could maybe do something there so he comes up with an alternative this time which I think is good kind of character development for Jesse as well so what what's interesting in this in in, in these things as well is, is Walt just hands him this list this massive list of stuff and like just is like i can't even pronounce half the things that are on here let alone <laughs> find them so yeah. and, and jesse yeah. really actually steps up there you know he's he's like well if we're going to do this you know you're Walt's like you're the only one that can get it because i can't go and buy this stuff um and yeah so he's sort of and, and the other thing that comes out of this is Walt's kept all of his money it's Jesse that's fronted you know he used his bit of the money to buy all this stuff or yeah. you know it's the money that they both sort of fronted were fronted for it so yeah it's it's kind of crazy and um but it, it is interesting to see Jesse kind of step up to this and like you say there is a change there in that he doesn't just go and like try some half-assed way of of finding some methylamine he he has a a you know a decent contact there is a legit way of doing it but it's going to cost 10 grand and it's Walt that decides actually no let's not spend the money let's just go and nick it ourselves um and uh yeah getting the idea from an extra sketch which is kind of sat in a box uh and uh, i didn't know that's how you made thermite but apparently <laughs> there you go hmm uh, the only time I'm familiar with thermite is um, on Call of Duty. You've got different equipment that you can use, like frag grenades, right, yeah, yeah. claymores, uh, proximity mines, throwing knives, etc. One of the things you can do is you've basically got this stick that's, I assume, full of thermite, and you can throw it at someone, and it burns yeah. them. Uh, very good, by the way, against annoying little riot shield players, because uh, you can throw it at the front of their riot shield, it sticks to that, and then burns Melts. their yeah. whole thing so yeah it's quite good against them but uh, that's that that's the only time before this i'd really heard of uh thermite was that so 
um, there's that as well. But uh, yeah, good good stuff here from Jesse. He's come out with alternatives and not just saying like, yeah. okay, we'll do it this way instead, which might but, not, which, yeah. Yeah, the, the and the, then there's the scene of them actually going to the warehouse as well, which is just wonderful bits yeah, of comedy. Very, very I mean, the, yeah. the, the ridiculous masks that Walt goes and gets. It's like, Jesse, like, dude, if this is all you can get, you go to a different store. Cause, and I love the fact that he didn't even bother cutting the bubbles off the top of the ski masks. You know, so it looks just utterly stupid. Yeah, yeah, not only are they not black, they're kind of multicolored. They also have bubbles on the top. It's just, it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I've forgotten that they locked the guy in the toilet. And, uh, you know, that, that's how, and I mean, that was pure luck, really, more than anything else, that he went and used the bathroom and they the, uh, they managed to kind of lock the poor, poor toilet with a rope. Um yeah, I mean they were very lucky to get away with that. I I believe that scene comes back in the later seasons as well, uh, probably next season because you know there's a, obviously this big theft and I think Hank ends up getting onto it if I seem to remember correctly at some point. Mm. Doesn't Jesse fall into one of these toilets at one point in the season? I think. Uh, I, think I that, vaguely I remember think at one that. Point I can't he's remember climbing when. over a fence. And I remember him falling into the toilet and all this blue stuff's all over him. I can't uh, remember which episode or which season. Yeah. I, I remember as soon as we saw the portable toilet, I, I remembered that that was a thing. Um, yeah. I think that happens at some point, but I can't quite remember. He's trying to escape from somewhere and he yeah tries to climb over like a, a fence. And right. Yeah. I think he falls in one of them, but we'll see in a later scene. But yeah, really good. Um, again, just switching a bit from the drama stuff and how they're going to you know sort out this equipment to moving to because there's a nice bit of like music here played as well which i think is kind of interesting and uh yeah just just a bit of a comedic scene between the two of them these masks and even like in the moment them kind of arguing about um like comedically arguing about how they're gonna do this whole thing and then uh, I yeah think it, i think it's jesse that says to to Walt about like okay is is this thermite gonna be noisy and Walt's like oh we'll see you in a minute and yeah them trying to roll this barrel out and everything it was it was great. Yeah, and the, so. they're trying to roll the barrel out. It's like, well, Walt's like, why are you opening the door? It's like, well, how else are we going to get it out? You know, yeah. it's just, <laughs> it, it's real kind of almost Keystone Cop kind of just, just, I mean, amazing they actually managed to get away with it. You know, just, just crazy and mm. really amateurish. But, yeah. you know, they got it. So that's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Walt and Jesse attempt to start the RV when uh, mechanical problems prevent it from going anywhere. Faced with a deadline, they set up uh, to cook in Jesse's basement. Unaware, his retailer has planned an open day for viewing on that afternoon, literally within that you know same minute. Uh, Jesse guards the door to the basement while Walt um, synthesizes the chemicals and uh, and once. A man asks to see the basement. Jesse demands that everybody leave and the house isn't for sale. When Walt arrives back home, um, we'll save that bit for later. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff here. You you get the little scene. I think um, Walt's got like his his gas mask above his head. This like little girl opens the door. Yeah, and, that, and uh, he's got like his blue gloves, and he's like do this little shush thing. I thought that was yeah. uh, a little bit funny. But um, yeah, this guy just demanding to see the basement and uh, just saying that the house isn't for sale. Really kind of a close call, but you can kind of see as well. Like this, this woman's left her uh, her car in the her phone in the car, and she can't quite get this get to the the message. Well, she doesn't mm. know that she's getting the message about like yeah. not doing this today because obviously they're planning mm. to do the thing. So 
again a little bit of a comedic kind of escape from the two of them in a way yeah uh, what do you think of this i guess the basement yeah stuff? i mean it's it's funny and it's a very american thing as well that because that's not how real estate tends to work in the uk as much you know um realtors aren't really you know we have estate agents over here obviously but we who a, a similar sort of thing but the job is slightly different you know estate agents tend to work for companies and realtors tend to be independent people in america um so you know they make money out of the houses that they sell rather than just being paid a wage by by a company so it's you know they, they can be a bit cutthroat realtors in america so i mean whether she whether she didn't get a message or whether she just ignored it i don't know but um uh yeah i mean the the and those sort of open house things don't happen as much over here either uh so it's it's sort of an oddity that you know but you see we know of it because you see it in a lot of american shows um but yeah just them hiding out in the basement and i'm amazed that they that nobody kind of wandered down tried to wander down into the basement before then you know because in a property like that and if they're particularly if it's an open house mm. um you know or yeah. there wasn't a smell or something like that you know but... that, that one woman does like smell something doesn't she and then the yeah. uh, the real estate agent or whatever she starts spraying some stuff and she tries to do that yeah. really quietly as if you could do that but uh that that was kind of interesting um what was i going to say about this scene yeah it's yeah it's uh it's a very very good scene so uh Walt uh, when Walt arrives back home uh, he learns of Marie's theft and wonders if Skylar would ever turn on him for a crime uh, at the next meeting with Tuco uh, sorry we should probably we've talked about that quite a lot already actually the whole Walt and Skylar yeah, thing but yeah, yeah it, it's the pretty much the main thing that all of this Marie stuff even adds up to yeah um because you know it, it's gone through Skylar and she dealt with all the stuff at the store and then uh yeah, you get the surprise thing from Walt about like the actual revelation of what Marie's done, and then uh, just ties into you know obviously he's trying to get a bit of a hint as to you know he's doing all this meth meth dealing and all that and cooking the meth, uh, and she's unaware, but he's trying to just get a little bit of a hint as to okay if you caught me in a certain way, uh, what would you do? So mm. uh, I thought that was it was a good result in the end from the Marie yeah. stuff, but uh, we've kind of talked about that already uh, at the meeting. Um, with Tuco, Walt supplies 4.6 pounds of meth. Uh, despite it being blue, it's still the same quality. And Tuco hands over 91,000. When one of Tuco's men miss, uh, makes an offhand uh, remark to Walt, uh, Tuco becomes furious and beats the man um, with his fists uh, until he's unconscious. As Tuco drives away, Walt and Jesse look at each other in shock at what they've just seen. Um, and even um, Tuco's other. Uh, guy that he's got with him he's sort of like yeah. no no don't don't intervene because no, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to assume if they do then Tuka will just beat Jesse and Walter probably as well yeah. and uh, I'm sure Jesse doesn't want that to happen again yes so um, yeah very very good scene um, I do like the sort of uh, the, the attitude here from Tuka about like oh why is it blue and being kind of really concerned and then I think Walt says something about like oh don't worry it's just as pure then he goes to obviously try it and he's like yeah i don't color it i care if it's like i think he said pink, pink or, or the color of a rainbow or whatever yeah uh, like, i don't care what color it is just keep bringing me this stuff um i thought that was really good uh because he could have like 
I guess, seen Blue and thought that he was maybe mugging him off or something mm-hmm. and could have attacked Walt maybe yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he he gets the chance to try it himself and uh, it's just as good as before, just a different colour. So, um, yeah. good way to end the first season, I thought, mm. this this particular yeah. scene. Gives gives them both a bit of a shock as to like, okay, yes, you've kind of you've kind of handled this guy. He's shown you what he's capable of. You've shown him what you're capable of, but you're still quite not settled with all yeah. this yet. And, sort of and it's I think it's it's also it's different for Walt at this point. I mean, you know, Jesse obviously got the crap kicked out of him last time, so mm. Jesse knows how dangerous Tuco is. Walt sort of knows how dangerous Tuco is, but he's it's one thing being told and another thing to actually see it in front of your eyes. Yeah. You know. And the fact that Tuco goes off on one of his own guys as well. Yeah, you know, shows seeing the stakes. Yeah, yeah, shows the stakes and shows what a lunatic the guy is. Um so but you know, they're also making money out of it. Hmm. Yeah, but it's it's yeah, it's an interesting one because, as I say, you end the season with, you know, he's he's got the look, he's you know the the hair's gone, the hat's there, the glasses are there, you know, he's got that Heisenberg look. There, the blue meth has made its first appearance, um, but Walt is very much still Walt underneath that, and and there is still shock in there, you know, he's he's not. He, he's still finding his way way through. So, I think that's a good like character sort of indicator at the end of the season because he, he's like got control of the situation that and he's giving him the meth and stuff. And it's not because of Walter Jesse what happens; it's because of this comment that one of Tuco's guys makes, and yeah. it sort of switches what's happening a little bit. They see the more dangerous side of Tuco, which obviously Jesse has already experienced firsthand. Um, and then you kind of get this interesting switch where Walt's in charge of the, the situation and he's telling him about like, all the blue meth is fine and stuff. And then you get, I think it's a great, re- really great shot, uh, shot sorry, with the shock of Walt and Jesse because it really shows that, okay, there's still very much Walt in there. He hasn't become Heisenberg yet and he's, mm. still, he's still scared and nervous of the situation. Yeah, as well, I think is is a good way to uh, to kind of display that. So you, again, you can see him edging towards this with all the confidence uh, scenes that we've had had Walt in. But you still see, I just like that shot with the the shock of Walt's face. And I know you can't see his eyes or whatever, but you can see like you know his mouth yeah. and his expression. And it very much shows that he's not gone for Heisenberg yet. And uh, there's still very much the the shocked version and the nervous version of Walt is uh, is still in there. So yeah, uh, that's a great little sort of seed to plant for the second season as well, just to kind of remind you that that man is still there as mm. well. So yeah, uh, it's good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's the end of the season. Yeah, weird, <laughs> a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, I think we should have a little. Uh, we'll have a conversation now, I suppose, about it, and then maybe when we get to the the feedback episode in in a few weeks' time, um, I think we'll possibly do season two next year. Definitely not this yeah. year, because we'll have Walking Dead and whatever um, for, for the rest of the year and Star Trek and stuff. Um, but we'll see if we can find... it basically be whenever there's a bit of a gap in the schedule, because, of course, this is under our control. Because uh, yeah. we can't control when The Walking Dead or Game of, uh, not Game of Thrones, Westworld or Better Call Saul. We can't control when those things come back. But, you know, if we get to a point where, like, one of The Walking Dead seasons have ended or that there's, like, a, a, a good gap in the schedule um, of, like, 13 weeks or so, because all the seasons until the last one now are 13 episodes... 
Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll look for a gap in the schedule next year. Like, you know, there's still all the pandemic stuff happening. So I don't imagine that we're going to get Westworld or uh, Better Call Saul anytime soon. So maybe like in between the delay of that, we could uh, possibly do, do the season two. But uh, yeah. let's, uh, I'll put, I think we'll put a pin for 2021 mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. season two. So uh, we'll be back next year for it as well. Uh, don't forget, the rest of the year we will have uh, Walking Dead. We're going all out with it this October. Uh, just the one episode of The Walking Dead, the season finale. Uh, then we've got uh, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm going to be doing that solo. Then David's going to be joining me for uh, World Beyond. Uh, we've got The Boys coming out soon. We've got, I mean, I'm doing a bunch of stuff just today. You would have seen a few months ago uh, my Hannah review, uh, some other stuff as well. Uh, Crash Bandicoot's going to be coming out in October. That's going to be really fun, really cool. Um, films are slowly starting to come out. Tenant's going to be out tomorrow, or at least for, as of the moment. Uh, Tenant's going to be coming out tomorrow, or Tenet, however you say that name. Yes. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff still to look forward to. Like I said, Star Trek Discovery is October. Hopefully that's going to be weekly from Netflix. We'll find out, I guess, sooner or later. Um, so yeah, yes. still lots of stuff to uh, check out on entertainmenttalk.org. Um we still have the gaming podcast, the weekly one for that. There's been a lot of stuff going on with that this year. So, yeah, keep your eyes still on entertainmenttalk.org. Keep subscribed to the feed, whichever one you're subscribed to, either the Heisenberg one or the uh, the main Entertainment Talk feed. Keep subscribed. Uh, stay up to date and all that with uh, everything that we're doing. If you would still like to write in for the um, the feedback episode for this season, which we'll probably do once the episodes have all kind of come out and stuff, we'll, we'll arrange that later. Uh, but if, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns about Breaking Bad uh, or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let us know your thoughts on the first season, um, and we'll take things from there. Uh, in the meantime, you can find David over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio, that's on iTunes as well. So if you search for Geektown on iTunes or just go to geektown.co.uk, you can keep up to date with the TV and film news. Uh, Geektown Radio is on Tuesdays, so look out for those. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily on Twitch. You can check her out, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and follow her, subscribe to her. If you'd like to, in the meantime, support Entertainment Talk and the podcast, that would be really, really great. Uh, You've got a few different options. Patreon, we're on there. You can have a look at the $1, $3 level tiers. For ad-free podcast, instant podcast, and review options, uh, there is uh, Amazon affiliate affiliate link. If you're shopping on Amazon, we can get a small cut. We won't cost you extra. Um, Word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, all that stuff. You can share them around on those. And that's pretty much it. Thank you all very much for listening to this first season. Uh, We'll be back at some point later for the feedback episode for, uh, for season one. We'll see how that goes. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you either next time or next season. Goodbye. Bye.